Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, lovelies, we've done it. We've made it to Friday here on Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the My Talk app. Lori is here, Julia out today. And Brittany's in. We see you. I see you. We hear you, Brittany. Oh, it's amazing to be here. I just feel like this is the only way I can kick off my weekend right. This is like a Friday, though, that just came right in the nick of time. I, I really was feeling the burn. Were you guys? Well, you've been working need? double time because I've been doing nothing. So you've been really, I what feel like. What about your school teaching? You're helping. You're doing the, yeah, the Zooming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. You're Brittany. right. You're right. This week has flown by for me, which is absolutely a blessing compared to some of my other weeks yeah but you've you've said you've been kind of doing double work double work just ready for the fun ready for the (laughs) weekend to begin i wish we could have happy hour right now that would be like an amazing stunt if they'd ever let us have a sponsored happy hour we wouldn't start it till like five yeah come on (laughs) you know but apparently there's like fcc regulations against boozing on the air I mean, we got to keep everything. Uh, yeah, know, you know, because here, it's a yes. responsibility. We're not just a podcast. Is anybody looking to us for well, responsibility? I yeah, mean, but I think the people that own this place and the yeah. fact that they own a license and all of that, we yeah, would be. They, every once in a while, yes, people look to us to be responsible. That's right. <laughs> mm, that's that's right. not what I signed on for. Oh, I know it. Okay, so just kind of a. Uh, something that was kind of really moving to watch this morning, Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. uh, made history as the first woman to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. Kind of hard to believe that it took to 2020. I know. But it also took to 2020 for Lizzo to be the first black uh, woman to be on the cover of Vogue. We're hitting a lot of firsts that are kind of waking you up to how far, how far behind it all is but really it was it you know just thousands of people yeah. uh, gone to see her and the cutest thing at the grocery store today i saw a mom and her son and he might have been like six and they both had um black masks on with the rbg lace collar oh across i love it. That. that yeah that was really Really cute, and I did end up buying the People magazine on the newsstand because it was on the cover, and it was like fifteen, you know, pages of stories and pictures. Yeah, and yeah. Even though I've seen like the RBG documentary, yeah. I just kind of want to keep something reading about her yeah. and just. Uh, Do you think a lot of babies and and dogs and all things are going to be named Ruth this year or RBG? And I, that may have already happened. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like we're going to get a lot of Ruthies this yeah, year. Yeah, that's which, so cute. Which would be nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, uh, today, um, you know, uh, on Twitter, there were a couple of things that were getting my attention, and oh. the one. <gasps> Before I get to what it was, if you guys have ever heard of a guy named Rex Chapman on Twitter, Instagram, he retweets a lot of people send him funny videos of like babies laughing, incredible dog tricks or people tricks. He gets a little bit political, but it's in kind of a funny way. And um, 
Sometimes people, I know I've tweeted him a couple of incredible things. I've never gotten him to retweet or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'd had my um, a phone available in the gym today and I could have figured out how to surreptitiously take a picture of a lady in her, um, I bet you anything, it's Fabletics. It just mm-hmm. seems like a Kate Hudson. And her crop top and her pants were the same color as her skin. Whoa. Whoa. Very um, creases and crevices. You're not doing yourself any favors. No. I When you dress like that. Oh, I have done it before. I have worn. In a skin tone, the same color. Yeah, I had these leggings I thought were amazing. They were from Lulu. Oh, no. And I thought they kind of had an orange tint, but I was informed very quickly when the one time I wore it to work, like four people would turn the you, corner and be like, look, why what? are you naked? Why? Oh, OK. And I was like, I'll never wear you again. I will never. Yeah. No. Done. So Rex Chapman today tweeted um, a picture of a celebrity family feud is going on right now. And this guy has on a pair of pants that are so incredibly tight. They oh. make moose. It looks like a moose knuckle on a moose knuckle. It is. Oh. It looks like somebody shoved two to three toddler diapers in his pants and then let the pants fall as they may. Yeah. It is. I'm ruined for are life. Are you ruined? Do you I'm need ruined. bleach for your eyes? I think it's absolutely hysterical. I Yesterday, I was in <laughs> awe of Aaron um, Cyphers, the guy who's married to Denise yeah. Richards. He was coming out of a grocery store packing all kinds of heat to the left. And <laughs> I really, you know, but it, I, it was in a pleasing way. It wasn't all, this has got too many lumps and, and what's in there. And um, I, rolls like this lady at the gym today, her outfit stuck in every, every available yeah. crack and crease on her body. Um, I'll tell you what, I thought I was pretty aware of like what's going on. <laughs> In male genitalia. But this moose knuckle sitch makes me realize I have no idea what's going on under there. I have no idea. What? What What is that? That's how squishy it is when you don't wear underwear. I think there's like four pairs of underwear in there. No, that's a no underwear wiener that's happening right there that's too tight. (laughs) And he's hot and everything is spreading. and, and, and And it's that like kind of... Nude khaki color too, so it it's is not just it's not I'm free. That's oh. right. I mean, that's the only way. If you had underwear on, it wouldn't get all distressed there's like that. M- there has there's something else in there. There's like a pug in there as well. There's it looks insane. Yeah, it really really does. The other thing, people, I I got all worried. You know, when I see a famous name trending on Twitter, yeah, Eddie Murphy was trending. I mean, you know, he's only like fifty nine. So I'm thinking, no, yeah, yeah. Should, the kids have just discovered that Eddie Murphy did a song back in 1985 called Party All the Time. Maybe he was inspired by Prince. Yeah, yeah. kind of got this funky beat. I don't know if we... Can... No, he was working with Rick James on this That's song. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Prince famously opened for Rick James. Yeah, one moment, please. And I we'll, know. we'll get you a little bit of that. So, so I was really, really relieved that he was okay. And it's just that the kids have discovered he yeah. tried his hand at musical stardom in 1985. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny watching... Jen rolled up and wearing no shirt. Right. And Rick James. Rick is, James is in the leather. Yeah, he's, he's in the leather with leather. the curly hair. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He apparently did not like Prince because Prince 
he had to follow Prince. Oh. I'm pretty sure that that is the story that he just did not like how Prince outshined him. Yeah, I couldn't imagine those egos getting along. Like they're not supposed to. Prince is not supposed to get along with a lot. I mean, like I love Prince, but like he, he's his own planet system. But it was like he can't early. handle another planet. It system. was yeah, it was so early. But yeah, I do like knowing that. But Prince, yeah. I mean, uh, Rick James, kind of you know that that was a big. It hit that song. I remember dancing. They I, played it in the clubs. I, and I, you know what? I still <laughs> applies. That one slaps, as the kids like to say. Yeah. yeah. They say, okay, all right, listen, we come back. Uh, our story we can't get enough of, it does involve music. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brittany is here, filling in for Julia. And Holly's here. Rocco is here. We kind of got a full play, playground today. I know. Um, Holly, tell us that Prince story that you were... Yeah, so I got a call during the break, and it was a woman who wanted to thank you, Lori, for talking about the Paisley Park concert that was on. Was it on last night or the Prince other? Prince YouTube last Prince night. Prince YouTube last mm-hmm. night. Well, she called to let us know that she was there. Oh, she saw herself well, when yeah. she was watching the concert footage? Yeah. Well, yeah, she was like, I was at that concert, and I wouldn't have known about it unless you didn't talk about it, Lori. So she saw herself in the front row of that Prince concert. So she just wanted to extend some gratitude because she wouldn't have known it was on unless she heard us talking about it. That's so cool. And, and Rocco had told us that, you know, people had seen it. Was it the last sign of the times concert in 87 at Paisley? uh, Yeah. They never toured here in America. They did. It was all in Europe. And then they came back here to wrap it up. Um, and in fact, the, if you ever see the Sign of the Times concert movie, yes, that they wanted to film it in the Netherlands, but it was too dark, and so almost all the footage from the movie is they reshot it at Paisley Park with local people in the crowd. I'm surprised you weren't there. Well, eighty-seven in, seems like peak glory party time. Well, <laughs> yeah, Rocco, really and truly, it was, but it was also. Um, the first year, uh, first months of my married life, and possibly I was trying to be good. Okay. <laughs> mm, that must have been exhausting. I'm glad that ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, my brother, you know, he's like you, Rocco. He's just a super Prince fan. And he, you know, signed up for this Sign of the Times Double Ducks Deluxe, you know, thing that's out today. And John Bream had a great story about it today. And I called him last night and I'm like, are you going to. Are you going to watch, you know, the concert? No, I'm getting the DVD on Tuesday when it, I said, I'll bet you any money you're not going to be able to stop. I bet you won't be able to wait when you know it's just sitting there. And sure enough, he (laughs) let me know this morning. I couldn't. It was too tempting. He loved it. Did you watch it? I watched much of it. Yeah, it was great. It's super great. I mean, that's one of my favorite periods of Prince. So it's super fun to see that. That is the album that gave us uh, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Ma'am, one of my all-time favorites. And I love The Cross. Oh, that's, that's so That's such a beautiful song. Just start to finish, it's so good. I, I But is this it. true? 63 previously unreleased songs are going with this special deluxe edition if you buy it. Yeah. 63 songs. It's pretty amazing. I think he had made like a three disc album and turned it into Warner Brothers and they're like, no, you got to trim it down. And so that's how Sign of the Times became a thing, just a two disc album. But yeah, he just cranked out so many songs. And a lot of them are pretty amazing. You know, a lot of, you know, you think a lot of the stuff in the vault might be crap because it didn't make the cut. But there's there's some gems on this. This is a pretty big deal. This is pretty exciting. Did, did you pick fans. one for us? Yeah, I uh, we'll, we'll play one. What, what are we doing? New music at 3.30? Yeah. 
Okay, I got okay, a couple. Okay, you got one for yeah. you? Um, did anyone watch Oprah and Mariah last night in Apple Plus? No, but I saw some clips. Did you watch the whole thing? I saw some clips as well, yeah. and I just thought, no, it makes so much sense why Mariah with her glitter and yeah. butterflies and her kind of childlike and glamorous mm-hmm. look at everything yeah. and like her childhood it was rough whoa yeah really i mean she's you know we forget that she's a regular person you know because she didn't just come out you know mm-hmm. bursting full of glitter and butterflies <laughs> and beautiful notes yeah. and it's like uh i mean yeah. it's, it's really some dark stuff that that uh, she shared. Isn't that seem so unfortunately common with a lot of these stars that they're kind of stuck in adolescence because of trauma? Well, yeah, I guess so. Well, we yeah. kind of saw that with the Paris Hilton documentary, yeah. This is Paris. And Absolutely. She, she explores that where yeah. she's like, I, I just wanted to be this bigger than life, glamorous person. Yeah. And so I didn't I, have to deal with that dark stuff. Right. And she also talks about, cause she went to one of these, um, you know, homes or where they, uh, the, they call it a boarding school, but it was disciplinary. It school, was pretty yeah, extreme. They where they take away everything. And then she's like, I kind of have an obsession with having everything because at one point all my things were taken from me. So well, I will never begrudge Mariah a feather boa house dress and heels and lounging around in her hello kitty bathtub. I know. Um, but she's, uh, the story that she shared, uh, with, Oprah is that she talked about um, she talked about uh, when she was 12 years old that her sister who I think is like 10 or 12 years older than she is Mm -hmm. I think yeah there's a big age gap drugged her with Valium offered me a pinky nail full of cocaine inflicted me with third degree burns and tried to sell me to a pimp like what I mean isn't that just crazy and and then Oprah asked Mariah about that, and she just said, well, we don't even really know each other. We didn't grow up together, but we did. Like, you know, she was there, but I was just dropped into this world, and every time I just literally felt like an outsider, and, like, that was one the most horrible thing that she tried to do to me. Now, she we didn't get the clip where she said how she stopped that or whatever, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. just like, whoa. Um. Yeah, I think when you hear something like that and you hear about people like this ending up with, you know, her. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Her big thing now is that she was, you know, she I don't want to say teases, but she talks about how her marriage ended up being feeling like a prison, a kind of an abusive relationship. 
Well, then you look and you think, well, that's how she was taught what love is. When you're, you have the blueprint for that. Yeah. So it's not, it it doesn't seem shocking that she ended up in some bad relationships. I'm so glad her bridge was Derek Jeter. I mean, that's just like, you know, what? that's, that's just like, I mean, people should know that you can get out of something that's bad and there's something there's sometimes there is like this bridge, this catalyst that takes you to the other side and Derek Jeter would be like a good catalyst. I mean, because they were both like at the height of kind of their, do we call it their like twenties beauties? Yeah. Handsomeness. I I always love when banging is the solution. There's something about that. Do you think, Oh, like that was, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then she took the hot bridge to Derek Jeter to the hot bridge of Louise Miguel. Yeah. She dated him for three years. That's right. She is is kind of a serial monogamous, except for that bleep bleep thing with Eminem. What's his name? Who I'd be curious if she gets a mention in her book, the Eminem and Mariah, because they both have gone back and forth. And there was a, I think I heard it from you, Holly, a blind item that he was worried Mariah was going to talk about his either tiny Todger to use Keith Richards lingo about Mick Jagger's wiener, tiny Todger. Which I don't believe about Mick Jagger. Me neither. But anyway, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. But uh, or that he uh, uh, had um, attention difficulties. I yeah. think that it was the latter. That is the rumor yeah. between Mariah Carey and Eminem that perhaps he was very a very excitable partner. Well, I mean, when he nuzzled her bosom and the glitter and the butterflies I and mean, everything, can I can you see. Blame yeah, him? you can. A guy can only last so long. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mere mortal, people. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I haven't read anything that has indicated if she talks about Eminem, what's his name? I know, that would be good. Yeah. If, if it's a tell-all, I mean, that wouldn't even be... She might not include it. She might just be including, because she really has been like a serial monogamous. Mariah is not a player. Well, I think she's got a lot of trust issues where the idea of her sleeping or, or with somebody on a one-off to her would be terrifying. Yeah. And apparently, uh, her sister filed a lawsuit against uh, Mariah's mom, Patricia, blaming her for her drug addiction and selling her in satanic rituals. And she's representing herself. And what? yeah, so, so Mariah what? will continue to refer to that sister as the ex sister. All right, listen, we'll be back. We do have some new music. Uh, Bruce Springsteen on the cover of ARP magazines, you guys. Yes, yes, he's looking pretty cute. All right, we'll be right back. Hell song, 10 years old. Has it been 10 years? Almost. Oh, my word. No way. How can it be a flashback? Okay, so um, before we play a couple of our Friday, the new music, we were just talking about um, Zayn Malik, his new song, Better. We're not even going to play it. It's so marbles in the mouth bad. Oh. I know, Zane, get I want, a good producer. I you know. can do better. I think he just thinks, I mean, the same concept when he left One Direction, I think he just thinks he is amazing and doesn't need much help. And unfortunately, I think we, we would all appreciate him having just even better. It sounds like he's in a, a if bathroom. If he's feeling better than he used to, he's got to get out of, you know, mumbly, marbly, you know, <laughs> yes. do better. Do he's better. trying to be like a sly stone. It's Zane, trying to be kind yeah. of funky. Zane, do better. Do better. That's a great... You could do better. Okay, so Bruce Springsteen, he's on the cover of AARP magazine. And I love it that um, 
they are going back to their rock and roll roots. And yeah. we played last week, I think, his uh, the album is called Letter to You. We played the new Bruce Springsteen Letter to You. It's total rock and roll, back to Bruce Springsteen roots. But here's what he said in where he ch- chats about love and everything that's going on with the pandemic and the musical journey. It took him five days to record this. And, you know, the band's lost two people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the organist mm-hmm. and then the keyboard. But anyway, he said um, about his post-pandemic plans, all I can tell you, when this experience is over, I'm going to throw the wildest party you've <laughs> ever seen. And you, my friends, are all invited. So just everybody keep their ear to the ground yeah, of yeah. how we are going to get invited to Bruce Springsteen's party. I'm going to keep 2021 actually completely open, open for this. Yeah. I mean, he lives on a fully operational farm. He could have quite a few people. It would be so fun. Yeah. We're going. It's kind of an idea. Maybe like you could, people will be throwing, like I'd think about having a party and hiring a band. I'm going to start <laughs> really kind of a incorporating more costumey outfits in my life so I can be ready for this. Okay, be ready. All yeah. right, so there we go. All right, so let's listen to some new new music. So we have uh, Prince, Sign of the Times, his deluxe. It's already a double CD, but we're getting, if you're buying it, it just sounds overwhelming. Yeah. 63 additional songs. How many discs is that, right? I want to say it's like six. It's It's like the first two are the... Regular album remaster. Okay. Then there's two of of uh, you know rarities, and then there's two of a live concert from the Netherlands from '87. Okay. So. And when you say that it's been remastered, I mean, is it is the song even better than it was originally on the? I mean, I think they just go back and clean it up and make yeah. it sound you know better. But there is a couple examples um, in there where you might there's a song like the Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Yes. But you'll get to hear a version that uh, originally had some horns in it, but you know, uh, or like a, an original version of like forever in my life, you know, that was really close to what it sounded like on the album, but he made some tweaks. Oh and stuff, my, so. the, the Prince it's fans must yeah. be just fainting and just going out of their mind. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm excited to delve into it this weekend. Too. Okay. So what song did you select for so us? To... I grabbed one called all my dreams. It was, uh, it was recorded, you know, it was going to supposed to be at the end of, uh, the parade album, the under the cherry moon and sort of missed the cut and it missed the cut for sign of the times. But I like it cause it's, it's got like Wendy and Lisa on it. It's still kind of weird. It's got some, horns in it it's kind of my that era of Prince okay. that I love so here's that this is a throwaway song you right. know for one album yeah. I mean that he's that good there's that many to choose from I know and wow that one is fun yeah, I liked it Captain it's gonna be fun and there's you, uh, you know you got another one for us or uh, no I think that's okay it. We got, let's, um, and I found the J-Lo song I skipped past the F word thank you because it does <laughs> there is an F word at the beginning so Jennifer Lopez and Maluma released a two-part music video uh, for their songs, Pati and Lonely. So I guess it is two different songs, but it's a nine-minute clip. And they play, I watched the videos, they play star-crossed lovers navigating legal woes while dressed like a million bucks, secret identities. There is a prison escape. It's all taking place in New York City. And then... um, some really truly because she's a billionaire exec and then of course towards the end you know she's wearing like sheer cat suits mm. and halter suits and dispensing you know shady you know looks and yes writhings and stuff i i, I enjoyed it and i love maluma yeah, he's yeah. so cute so let's listen to the song okay this one is lonely 
Okay. Sorry, sidebar for a second. I don't think seconds. she's going to. I don't think she gives J-Lo the time of day. Like, I, yeah. When she said that, I don't know her. Like, Who is that? Yeah. She doesn't even think about J-Lo. She doesn't yeah. put herself in the same category. I say there won't be... Not a word about J Lo. Or Eminem. I think she's going to do. I think she's going to shade them both, or yep. any of these smaller things, because she's not even going to mention them and be like, "They're she's not on my us radar." The big stuff. She doesn't have time for like, J Lo. Holly, I so agree. I wish it was in there. Yeah, it, but I don't think she's no. got anything really to say. Except yeah. it would just be a. It would be a page that said the top. I don't know her. And yeah. she could do a transcript of Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Brittany and I have a mutual crush. Yes. We heard uh, Colleen and Bradley, and I don't think you were doing it, but Slammin, this guy, we love this guy. We love him. He's the guy we just would go to if we were broken up and Mm -hmm. we'd try and get his attention. That's Machine Gun Kelly. Ah. Just lo- absolutely love him. I love his whole punky musical vibe. I love that he's might like, he's definitely skinny and skinnier than me. And that's like one of my things I like with a rebound guy is I like, I like heroin chic. (laughs) Just what it's, I'm into it. Well, his, uh, you know, the first song that he released, now the album is just out today. Mm -hmm. Tickets to my downfall. And his, I think the first single is the one bloody Valentine, the one Megan Fox is in it. It's a great song. Great song. So this is his song that he's doing with Halsey, who, if you remember, he was once linked, in a messy triangle mm-hmm. with her ex G Easy, it's a small little yeah. crowd. Anyway, but they're they're doing this song together, and uh, it's called "Forget Me Too." Okay, this is from the beginning too. Okay, clean version. I hope. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> love I love it. this song. Love. I love oh. this song. But you know what? If it sounds like Blink One Eighty Two ish, yeah. Travis Barker did produce this album for Machine Yeah, I, I could see that. You know who he reminds me of is, do you remember, I'm going to say it wrong, Holly, be ready, Derek Wibley or Wibley from some 41? Yeah. Well, I was going to yeah. say, this song sounds very Hot Topic. Totally. From yeah. 2001. Yeah, and but I love it. It never gets old. Some 41 lead singer with his blonde hair. I was in love Is that the one Avril Lavigne was yes. with? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And so, like... They look alike. They look alike, and that the fact that they sound alike, like... Rock, Rocco, was that too punky for you? No, Forget like Me that. Too, or did you like it? I like that. I don't know much about this guy other than he was Tommy Lee in the Motley Crue movie. Right? Yes, and he was great. He was yes. super good, and he had to get makeup, all those tats every day, every single day. And he's got quite a few tattoos, but they were trying to get him to look like Tommy Lee's yeah. tattoos. Yeah, he was so good. That was yeah, yeah. Day. I really like him, and he met Megan Fox. They they fell in love on this movie, which I'm cracking up. Midnight in the Switchgrass, mm. which she plays an undercover cop. Okay, and but anyway, they fell in <laughs> hot heat, like Brad and Angelina, Mister Mrs. Smith, and that's why she. Left Brian Austin Green, who I'm sorry, she has been with for like 13 years since she was 20. I am so, their quarantine love has gotten me through also quarantine. Yeah, I feel, I feel they're going to yeah. be. I don't know how long they're going to last, but I hope it's long, but I do know they're burning at least bright right now. Oh, I love it. Me I, too. I think so. I think that they're really going to be. Now she's the bigger question mark. Yeah. See, she's been with uh, Brian Austin Green. For 13 years. So yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, he, he's, you know, he's a rock star, so rock guy, and he's been in the, he's had a lot of women. Yeah. 
And I'm just saying she's like been, yeah, she's I been a mom yeah, and she's yeah, been yeah. married for 13 years. And, you know, she and Brian had a thing, a breakup and there might've been somebody, but I just feel like he's really oh. like, no, she's the one. I know. And there was a clip of him helping her down from this nightclub from um, last night. And you can just tell like they... He's just rock and roll, and she's just gorgeous, and I I'm know. here for it. I am, too. I just, they're having sex all the time. I I'm know. So, I'm so happy for them. And, like, on things, ah. and, like, good for right. you. Right. Okay, so uh, yesterday, Kelly Clarkson did an amazing version of Tennessee Whiskey. There's nothing that girl can say. I know. She's, yeah, she's out of control. Yeah, she's really good. I mean, sometimes I sit over there in the Double White Holly, and I just listen to Kelly Oki, and I just listen to covers that Kelly has sang in the beginning of her show for the last two years. It's really got to get yourself hyped somehow. I know. All right, listen, we uh, are going to go because we're going to chat with Liz Winston when we come back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we are so delighted. Liz Winstead is joining us. And, of course, she has made all of us years ago. She changed how we saw the news by co-creating The Daily Show. Liz, welcome to the program. Hey, how's everybody doing? Well, Liz, I just have to tell you how sorry that Julia and I were about uh, your sister, Mary. You know, you told us oh, when she was you. diagnosed. And honestly, that was one of the most beautiful obituaries I've ever read. I know my nieces and nephews did it and they're so, you know, fantastic. And, you know, we're just getting through it on top of everything else. You know, it's like with coronavirus and everything else, you know, I think it's a good reminder to everyone that we all have this set of circumstances that are just the worst. Right. And then we have our personal stuff on top of it. Right. It is. And, you know, we loved, um, Mary was one of the reasons that we ever started our book club, our low J book club, because when she did her memoir back to Mississippi, a personal journey. We had her on. She came in studio. We couldn't get over how much you two looked alike. And then she filled in a few times. And then she told us she didn't really have time with her teaching to be doing our radio show, you know, because we just like gobbled her up. She was incredible. You know, it was, it's crazy. With the hilarious, we were so similar that um, when she passed away and we were making our family boards um, for her celebration of life um i went um you know how your phone tags people in your picture yes and so it said mary v winstead so i go to that section and they're all pictures of me <laughs> like they didn't tag her they tagged me and it was crazy um so she was a good old broad and and uh you know it was uh she is going to be missed, but she lives on in her kids and in us every day. And Good. she's like, Liz, be my voice. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to be your voice. And, and, he, do comedy. and <laughs> I mean, and then also, Liz, I mean, the fact that, I mean, because you're going to be doing two nights of comedy out at Crooner Supper Club, which they were the first ones in this whole damn thing to figure out a way to be entertained outside. And I'm so excited to hear about that. But I mean, then also Dudley Briggs passing away this week. And you. I mean, yes, he was. That was the first stage I ever set foot on to do stand up comedy. Dudley Riggs, open mic night. Uh, that was it. And, you know, the thing about Dudley, and that everyone will tell you, is that when it came to stand up comedy, Dudley, was, he pushed the envelope. 
He had a, many different kinds of comics. He liked people who were provocative. He liked it if you were funny. He got out of your way. And he cranked out some superstars um, out of Dudley Riggs. So, you know, shout out to Dudley for just always being somebody who championed women, funny people, people who, you know, push the envelopes when somebody might say, that's too much. He's like, you know what? If you don't get to great, if you don't um, go back and forth and crossing lines. Right. Yeah. No, I was I was so glad that uh, Rowan Preston and Neil Justin, you know, got a hold of people like you and Louis Anderson and front page of the Star Tribune because uh, he just sounded like an amazing guy. He was an amazing guy and so always forward thinking, always amazing. You know, it's like um, and just like somebody who, you know, I mean, people forget like Dudley Riggs is the first improv Mm -hmm. group. Right before Second City and before so much stuff, you know, there was Dudley Riggs. Right. And so it was um, Minnesota. Like, it's like you can play six degrees of Minnesota all the time. <laughs> if there's something great that you love, you can trace it back to here 99%. Of I love that theory, Liz. I love that theory so much. So I am thinking because you started doing about 11 years ago your year and review of the previous, the whole year. And you would do it at New Year's, and of course, now we're thinking probably are we going to be going to New Year's shows inside? Probably not. So, But you've done a great job of just, you make sense of the good, the bad, the ugly. You might have the most incredible year ever with 2020, and it's not done yet. But is that why you're doing this early this year? It's, it is. And I swear, every and I come on your show every time to promote it, and every time I like slam my forehead on your desk, and I'm like... This is the hardest year ever. And then I and then I go about my business and then the next year's the hardest year ever. Right. And this is gonna be the hardest year ever. You know, I was on um I was doing a press interview yesterday and they said, What's the good part of this year? And I'm not sure that I can guarantee that there is a lot of good parts. Right. But for this year there's a lot of like, you know, I was even questioning myself, like, how do I do this? And then I had to say to myself, How do you not? Like, my thing is responding to the world, no matter how hard it is, no matter what befalls us. And that's my thing, right? And so for me, every time there is um, societal things that are terrible that happen, Mm -hmm. there's always two things that happen. You have to do a self-examination about how you have responded or been participating in it. So when we look at racial injustice, when we look at systemic racism, you know, where have I been? as a white woman who thinks she's all woke, right. you know, I had to do some self-examination and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm like a moron too. And I have to be smarter, right? Like I went out and bought every book like everybody else on being an anti-racist. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just like cramming to be a better person. Like that seems like a, like the typical white lady, right? Right. So being able to explore yourself and then being able to explore when we look at the virus, you know, there's been so many missteps and hoaxes and like, we haven't had any control over or guidance, right? Right. And what happens when we have this weird pandemic that happens to us and the people who are supposed to be the smartest, it's also happening to them for the first time. Right. So like, oh my God, we're just all living in it. And I was like in New York, like a maniac running to Costco, buying every white. <laughs> we all were. Planet. We- I mean, like, I know, but. You know, and we all made the same fatal mistake of accidentally putting the Clorox wipes next to the butt wipes. And that's a mistake you make one time and one time only. 
But, right. you know, you just sit there eating food out of your bra, going, what is that room where the water pours out of the wall? Oh, Am I supposed to use that for any reason? Yeah, <laughs> this might be the hardest one for you personally to do, but I bet it is going to, we need to laugh and the dark humor and look, how you put a spotlight on it, Liz, is so amazing. So I love that it's called Corona Borealis, a night of comedy under the stars. Well, how do you want us to get tickets? Where should we go? You can go to Crooner's Lounge MN is okay. where tickets are. It's on the 30th and the 1st. And it's really fun. The Crooner's has put their stage outside. Oh, yeah. It's so it's can- it's amazing. We know. We've been deal. out there. So Wednesday yeah. Wednesday and Thursday night next week, and we'll be sure and remind people um, next week, too, Liz. Thank you for being with well, us. I'm sorry that I can't kiss your faces and I need hugs from you. Oh. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.